He's just a hack. He's just an absolute hack. And he gets his ass kicked by his teammates every week. It's just, you know, it's terrible. It's just terrible. Welcome back to Hack City. Joe DeLeo and Sean Anderson, two former college football players from the University of Rhode Island. Today, we are doing our next position group watch list episode. The last show that we did, we did running backs. Before that, we did quarterbacks. Go check those out if you happen to miss them. Sean, how are we doing today? Uh, I'm glad you remembered my name. That's nice. Oh, uh, shut up. Shut up. I, I record I ju- you know more what? with Ryan than I do with you. And oh, and that's when now you're making me feel bad for no reason. That's 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 cool. Don't act like you don't have mental gaps when you're working. Yeah, like, yeah. Don't act like... Well. <laughs> what? But do you not? You don't have any no, mental I, I bat a thousand. I battle a thousand uh, every time. I'm I'm sure. I'm absolutely certain of that with uh, you know, with 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 the way that you, you handle yourself. I'm sure that sure, you definitely yeah, don't yeah. make any mistakes at all. No, I, um, I I'm I'm a I, I just throw perfect game after perfect game every single day. Speaking of mistakes, I wanna I just wanna quickly bring this up. So uh-huh. the DeAndre Hopkins announced that he is or not he hasn't announced, but it has been made public that he is going to sign with the Tennessee Titans. That move is kind of nothing to me. Who cares? The Titans aren't going to be that much. Right. Like how much better are they really going to be? But the, the funny part about that is the NFL on ESPN account posted probably one of the worst edited graphics I've ever seen. I, and I can even sit here and say, this is from a professionally run account, just from any account that was very poorly done. It is beyond pathetic. that, that was uh, something that they put out there. I'm getting a little bit of run off of a, a quote tweet of that which is why we're bringing it up. But I can't believe that that is the standard right now at ESPN because it has gotten to a point where, Sean, it is freaking pathetic. A couple things on that. That looks like a graphic that I would make if I if someone said, here's, get me a picture of DeAndre Hopkins and get me a picture of Derrick Henry and put them both in Titans uniforms and try to layer it up nice. Like that's something that I would do. I think if I was, was stuck in front of a computer and I needed to do it, that's what I, I say here. This is what you get. And then, and then just to see somebody press go on that. I mean, it's got to be it's it's vacation time. It's the middle of summer. It's vacation time. Well, I think there's I think there's two things. And this is my speculation. I think what you're saying is true that it's vaca- a bunch of people are on vacation and mm-hmm. the team's probably small. And then the budget cuts that we're aware of. Sure. has probably made. At any company, the first people that are fired are graphics, marketing, social media. It is always those departments that are shrunken down first. ESPN's not going to shrink their production department. So I'm willing to bet that they're probably operating at a very significantly reduced capacity. Whoever runs posting for the account probably couldn't find anybody to do it and probably said, you know what? I'm just going to put something together and I'm going to post it, which is, again... <laughs> pathetic that that was what the operating procedure or this person went to somebody like you that doesn't really they do went, it they went to nick cardi but that's they, who they went to <laughs> nick, nick cardi uh, made that graphic and, and it it shows i kind of want to ask him if he knows who signed who greenlit that no that do you think he knows anybody there it's a good point if if he did it if he did a show again he or he made a youtube channel it would be hacker city like it would just be more is somehow more hack than this show in this channel so i i don't i'm not sure what he's doing i'm sure he made that graphic though certain of it before we continue on with this video i just want to tell you folks about an exciting new partnership that we have with this channel 
with Underdog Fantasy. Ever since I joined, I've been having so much fun. There are so many different exciting games that make watching games during the offseason more exciting. I'm not the biggest basketball fan, but it has made it way more entertaining since I found Underdog Fantasy. And my favorite game to play so far, which I think you should try out, is Pick'em. It is so easy to play. Just pick higher or lower on your favorite player stats, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. Underdog keeps it simple with their easy-to-use website and mobile apps. Pick between two and five players to fill out your Pick'em slip, get every pick right, and take home some cold, hard cash. Use code HACK, H-A-C-K, HACK, like the name of this channel. Use code HACK to get your first deposit doubled up to $100 by Underdog. Go sign up. You won't regret it. You're going to have a blast. Check out Underdog Fantasy. I also want to tell you folks about our other reoccurring sponsor that we have on this channel, that being BetOnline, BetOnline.ag, which has all the updated odds, news, and anything for sports betting. It's my go-to source for when I want to be betting specifically on games. I love betting on college basketball or the NBA, uh, especially again during the offseason. Always looking for more fun ways to be uh, focused in on some of these other sports. It's BetOnline.ag and use promo code BELIEVE50. It's promo code BELIEVE50 to get 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. It wouldn't surprise me. ESPN, man, tough times. Um, Sean, let's get into it, though. Talking about the wide receivers for the 2023 season, it felt like last year a lot of really big-name dominant guys moved on to the NFL. And it is opening us up for... Just a who's next, a, a wave of who is going to be that next guy to take that next step. I want to preface this by saying, like we did with the quarterback show, we are not going to be talking about um, Marvin Harrison or Emeka Abuka because you know they're in their own category. They already have been the two best receivers in college football last year, and they're about to be the two best college footballs, two best receivers in college football this upcoming season. So. My expectation for them, it, it, we already know that they're going to be on the watch list. It's plain and simple there. DeLeon, two base knocks through the first two innings. Anderson still <laughs> still going scoreless. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to track this. I'm going to do it in baseball terms, how, how well each of us do on the mound. Uh, my my first guy, just going to ignore that, that negative comment that you made. My, my, my first guy, though, that I'm very excited about, I've spoken a lot about Florida State and what they can do this upcoming season. And it's going to be a trend on a lot of these shows where I think a lot of Florida State guys are going to be brought up. I think a lot of Georgia guys are going to get brought up. And Florida State's receiving group has Keon Coleman added from Michigan State, but they also already had a physically gifted wide receiver who's at six foot seven, 240 pounds. Johnny Wilson is one of the most freakishly large receivers in all of college football. Last season, not crazy productive. He had 897 yards and five touchdowns on 43 receptions. But the way that I see it as this offense starts to get more and more cohesive and Jordan Travis really starts to hit his stride, I think that Johnny Wilson is going to have a, a very dominant season. It might not be a top five receiving year, but he is going to be talked about through the entirety of the year as one of the best receivers in college football. I can feel a Quinton Johnson Johnston-esque season for a guy like Johnny Wilson. Yeah, let's not overthink it with Johnny Wilson. I think uh, a lot of people are going to try to. It feels like uh, how people overthought DK Metcalf. Let's not overthink it. 
you are bigger and stronger than anybody at your position. We're going to throw you the ball where they can't reach it, and we know you can go up and get it. So let's let that work. If you go to the NFL and people are worried about route running skills, how do you get in and out of breaks, hip flexibility, footwork within the first five yards, okay, we can start getting the wide receiver doctors on that. But right now, Johnny Wilson, uh, a, a, a seminal fan's dream. Just just get, give me some crossing routes. Get him up in space. Name me 10 safeties that you're confident in who are going to tackle him on the first try. Big, strong, stiff arm. Get away from you. Go up. Jump ball. Get it. Really like Johnny Wilson. I, I, I'm fine with your pitch. Uh, your pick. And pitch. You, you, you caught the batter looking there. Okay. There we go. Who's your first guy? My first guy, uh, Dorian Singer, playing for USC this year. Played at Arizona last year. Hopped in the portal. Uh, and is just going to impact the Trojans in a big way, I believe. I really like Singer. Uh, he is just and, – and there's a couple clips that everyone's going to see uh, if they look him up. It's the one-handed grabs. I'm always impressive one-handed grabs. Uh, they're good, and they, they you know really highlights you and gets you on lists uh, across the nation. But other than that, uh, very productive guy, uh, 66 catches. So the, the other 64 catches had to have been – regular wide receiver catches uh but he converted that into 1100 yards and six touchdowns mm-hmm. at arizona with who would i know it was the quarterback last year and i know you're quarterbacking it up at caleb williams university this year so it seems like it's going to be a good year uh for singer to have that pairing and i think he's flexible enough on the outside uh to, to just work in that system mm. and uh and lincoln riley is not going to like unlock him i'm not going to say i think he's already been kind of unlocked right and so right. i'm not going to be like oh this is what lincoln's been i'm not gonna he needed a guy like this and this is what's going to make them the champion no no because you got to coach 22 other players or 21 over other players whatever it's just going to be a valuable addition, I think. You needed a guy like that. Yeah, I think that Dorian Singer is really important to bring up, and he was the most highly sought-after transfer portal wide receiver in this past transfer class. And he goes to a situation where there's a lot of parallels that can be made between him and Jordan Addison. And I honestly, I'm going to go as far as to say that I think that Dorian Singer's ceiling is higher than Jordan Addison's. Mm. He's a, a much bigger framed, uh, not bigger frame, but I think he's got a little more thickness to him uh, than Jordan Addison did. And that was a concern for Jordan Addison. Didn't have a lot of play strength. I think that Dorian Singer can provide a little bit more juice. And as you're talking about, you're not going to unlock a guy like Dorian Singer who already was super productive yeah. in on a team like Arizona that was improving but bad last year. He is going to step right into that offense and just continue to boost the offensive production numbers and help a guy who was super freaking productive last year. My next pick is another Pac-12 guy. Roma Dunze, who at six foot three, two hundred one pounds, another big body guy. I don't know why I inadvertently ended up picking a bunch of big receivers. Last season, he had a hundred, one thousand, one hundred and forty-five receiving yards. He had seven touchdowns and he had seventy-five receptions. Michael Penix in this offense is only going to get better, and I think that Roma Dunze, if he plays the whole season, there's no issues with injuries at any of the positions in the receiving core. Adunze is going to have another freaking awesome year. And I know that he's not the only guy at Washington. I know that there's other options. He's got two other guys that are going to be taking targets away from him. But Roman Dunze is the, is the best of the bunch. Yeah, he's solid. And, you know, I, I, I think that having him is is just the, – the hype for Washington 
strings from Michael Penix. That's where it's, it comes from, stems from. All right, there goes the first hit for Anderson. Uh, there we go. Yeah, so I'm off the board. Uh, regardless, that's where the hype stems from. But but having good wide receivers alongside them only helps your case, only helps with the Pac-12. And if, if they do want to get bought out or if they're being uh, seen on, on whatever uh, Discovery Network uh, in a couple years, it, it's, it's laying a good groundwork. My next uh, wide receiver here, Xavier Worthy out of Texas, uh, really like mm. him uh, because as a casual, you know, as a as a casual at times, I'd be watching a Texas football game and I'd say, who's this player? Who is this that is just catching the ball? And who could this be? And I say, oh, this is Xavier Worthy. Maybe I'll keep an eye on him. And you keep an eye on him. And in two years, he's got 21 touchdowns. He's got like over 1600 yards in two years. It's he's he's doing he's he's been balling at Texas last year. Nine touchdowns, 760 yards, and almost a similar situation where I don't see – I just – right now, I don't see a Quinn Ewers regression. I don't see a, 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 a Texas regression this year. Not saying they're going to be world beaters, but you get guys to start playing catch for three straight years or two straight years, they're going to get pretty good at playing catch. Uh, so Xavier Worthy, just a uh, just a burner too. I would – I would I wouldn't have the impulse control to be a Texas coach because I'd put him on a on a stupid corner route every time and say you make a safety play at the number uh, on the sideline to stop me from throwing this ball out there because the cornerback's not going to be be able to keep 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 up. Uh, well, Xavier, jeez, that, that might have been a home run over giving up. Man, uh, uh, see, this is wait, wait, by the way, this is your mistake. Whenever you give me a hard time for <laughs> pronunciation and stumbling a little bit on a Sunday. You then start to stumble worse than oh, I. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So you yeah, set yeah, yourself yeah. up for that. Oh, of course, of course. But you know, I, I'll raise my hand on that one. I left, I left the curveball high. Uh, but mm-hmm. for the corner route, I would just say, "Hey, Mister Worthy, go up, shake him out of his shoes, which you always do, and I'm going to hit you with where you have ten uh, yards of freedom." I, I think he's fantastic. I'm, I'm very uh, excited for him. Yeah, my one thing with him. He is such a great route runner. His feet are awesome. He did struggle with a lot of drops at the end of last year, though. And apparently he was dealing with injuries that were was leading to that. And there's never full transparency on what the injury issues are. So I, I hope that he doesn't continue to ha- have drop issues because if he doesn't, he can be a top three receiver in all of college football without a doubt. So he definitely belongs on this list. Uh, my first group of five receiver, Sean, is uh, Torrey Horton from Colorado State. We didn't really talk about him during the Mountain West preview because Colorado State stinks and we didn't really talk about them. Yeah. But Torrey Horton is a gem on this roster. They they somehow kept him, and I don't know how. I think that Torrey Horton is somebody who could have just landed on an SEC roster and been freaking dominant. Yeah, he's uh, at 6'2", 190. And also, it's kind of strange to me that he's from Fresno, how he didn't end up at Fresno State. He ends up he was at Nevada originally, he ends up at Colorado State. But this past year, he has the the best production, separate from a guy that you're gonna bring up, uh, out of any of the returning G5 receivers with eleven hundred and thirty-one yards, seventy-one receptions, and eight touchdowns. Uh, he is just he's so freaking good. He's just so smooth as a player. Um, I, I I think that he's been one of the more consistent players at the G5 level, and there's not a lot of returning production. So I'm excited to see what Torrey Horton does. Yeah, when I was going through my uh, G5 wide receivers to go with, uh, he was on there. He makes the right moves uh, in space, uh, just good catches. He, he's solid. He's he's a very solid wide receiver. 
uh, my first G5 wide receiver, Alex Adams for the Akron Zips, number seven. If you see somebody on the field for Akron and he just looks super slippery and nobody's going to be able to tackle him with their hands, that's Alex Adams. Super fun to watch. And, and, and you just turn, just turn on an Akron game. Trust me. I know that's something nobody will ever tell you to do in your life ever is to watch an Akron game. But try, you, you're going to want to. 6'1", 185. Last year, 63 catches. Love that because there's not a guy. There's a lot of guys in the FCS that you see 855 and nine touchdowns. They got like 33 catches. And you're just like, okay, you might have been playing in the MEAC. Cool. I get it. Uh, but no, I like seeing the uh, the higher amount of catches and reflective stats for that. And Alex Adams mm-hmm. is a guy that that just hit him in just hit him in space. He can make the contested catch. I'm he, cool. I'll bring it in. Uh, but in space. Go ahead. Be slippery. Be the guy. Get an extra eight yards. Please give me some yak. Love the yak. I, I know people love talking about yards after catch and how it's more valuable. It's not, but I love yak. Can't get enough. And that's what he provides me. And I so that's why Alex Adams, first wide receiver. Love the Alex Adams pick there. I've got a big bit of an interesting one. Uh, this is kind of, in a way, a deep, deeper pull. Makai Jackson was a freshman last year at St. Francis. And what do you know? Great player transfers to App State. And he is going to be, in my eyes, the best receiver amongst this bunch. And and I haven't really seen his name brought up anywhere. He was one of the most productive receivers in all of FCS football last season with 991 yards and nine touchdowns. That's a lot of returning production for a guy who was just a freshman last year in his first full season uh, as a receiver and was one of those guys that was a Jerry Rice Award finalist for the uh, best freshman at the FCS level. So for him to land in an offense at App State that is typically uh, an arid out offense, an offense that puts up from time to time a lot of offensive production, not consistently, but from time to time can do it. I think if they have success this upcoming year, it is going to be because of Jackson and his name. I'm, I'm throwing it into the ether needs to be circulated more often uh, because he is not getting enough recognition. But I will say, Sean, I am glad that we are recognizing the guy that you're bringing up, and I'm glad that we included him. He's a guy that needs to be included. Uh, Malachi Corley from Western Kentucky, maximum production guy. And here's something I'd love to see here, Joe. You ready? Last three years, 2020, six catches. 2021, 73 catches. Okay, really getting involved. 2022, 101 catches. Show me evolution. Prove it to me. Same. Proven. He's proven it. Saying, okay, I got I got 73 catches, 700 yards, and seven touchdowns last year. You guys couldn't really stop me then. You guys couldn't really stop me. Hey, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna, I'm gonna be even, I'm gonna be way better. I'm almost gonna double my yardage. 101 catches, uh, 1,300 yards, 11 touchdowns. Why they don't throw just a screen pass to him every time and let him burn it for 75 yards? I mean, he's just I don't know what this – how would you describe this build? Because it's not Steve Smith is short but thick. Yeah. Malachi Corman, 5'11", 210 is what Corley. he's listening – Corley, Corley, Corley. Uh, 5'11", 210 what he's listening at. Just a little bit and it kind of is that, that That kind of is that Steve Smith build, you know, like that running back build. But Man. he doesn't play like Steve no, Smith. No, I get in. I get all in on, on wide receivers that are just yeah. a little bit thicker because they, they can just – they're just mean, just mean as hell. Give me the ball. I'm going to run. I'm going to run through somebody. And Western Kentucky did a really good job blocking downfield last year. All the wide receivers bought in, so that's great. 
but I mean, not no fear of going over the middle, no fear of a safety or a linebacker doing whatever. It, it is just a, a, a great spot in the Western Kentucky. Throw the ball as many times as we can. Style. Keep running that style. I love it. I love it. Chaos. Western Kentucky creates chaos. chaos. I need it. Chaos. And I know that there's been some turnover on the at the offensive coordinator position there, but still, man, you hit the nail on the head. I don't know why you can't pick a guy. Why you wouldn't pick a guy who's already been multiple years just the most dominant G5 receiver. Yeah. Like, of course, we're going to bring him up again. I wonder how much money was thrown at him. I really wonder how much money was thrown at him by big programs, and he chose to stay. Props to Corley for sticking around at Western Kentucky, Western Kentucky, and he has that potential to be one of the higher drafted players uh, in this receiver group for 2023. Moving on to the FCS, Sean, I have to go with, in this kind of a dual pick, the Yankee Twins at South Dakota State for my first pick. I can't pick one of them because, frankly, Sean, if I'm being honest, I get confused a lot which one I'm watching. There's a lot of times where I'm watching one of them and it's like, oh, wait, it's it's Jaden. No, it's it's Jackson. Yeah. It's, it, which one am I watching? They're also, I will also point out, I was doing some film evaluations on just South Dakota State's offense in general, and I caught myself already knowing about Jackson and then watching and being like, oh, who's this number one guy? And then I'm like, oh, it's Jaden. Probably could have guessed that. Probably could have figured out that it was the other Yankee. Uh, they led this offense last year for South Dakota State in receiving uh, the both of them. Jackson had 857 yards and nine touchdowns. Jaden had 774 yards and six touchdowns. I don't know if they if they're always if they're ever going to be like both a thousand yard receivers because it's just not what South Dakota State's offense is. Yeah. It's a very run centric offense, but they do eat and they are really both savvy route runners and hard to keep up with. So they're going to find production somehow, some way. Keep your eyes peeled, the man, the Yankee Twins. I don't know how old they are at this point because they've been around forever, feels like it feels it. like. But I just love it, man. They're just great, good football players. Yeah, the Davinci Twins in South Dakota State are really, really solid. <laughs> Did you get my reference? Is that what I said? <laughs> no, no, no. That's when I see that. And this is me. Uh, this is, I think, of when you talk about the Yankee Twins, I sent it in our uh, private chat. This is who I think of whenever I hear it. And you'll recognize these two doofuses that are not oh the Yankee God. twins. Yes. But that's, yeah. Yeah. That's who I think about every time. And I'm disappointed in myself every time. I th that's where my mind oh. goes. You are so unbelievably stupid. It's not even funny. But I... Davinky? Yeah. Oh my god, that is so stupid. Uh, Who's your? Pick? I am. Oh I am god. incredibly dumb, and nobody will ever I, take I that away I, from I, me. I don't want you to. I don't want you to comment on them. I don't. I don't. I don't want any. Oh my, I can't believe you just. <laughs> Who's your first pick? <laughs> um, my. Uh, pardon me. My first pick is uh, Mercer wide receiver Ty James. A very, very strong year last year. A lot of uh, national recognition from some of the FCS pundits. Uh, 6 2, 200. Put up 1,100 yards and 13 touchdowns on 52 catches. Man, he moves and he just. He, he gets above his defenders all the time, just above it, hands above it. His head is above the defender's head. He just goes up and gets the ball. One criticism. One criticism, because he's a good wide – everything mm. that you say about a wide receiver can be said about another good wide receiver, right? One thing that I see 
he holds a little bit too much and he makes the catch makes the catch that's the most important thing uh but on some of these jump balls where he comes down with the ball uh he he's hauling it in and he's not really going up make the diamond grab it i know that uh quentin johnson had a little bit of that before the draft where he was catching with his body a little too much and that was impacting some of the nfl draft twitter losers that i saw tweeting about it just venomous losers uh, so I'm trying to not be that. Uh, just just recognize that as something that might uh, bring him back. But at the same time, if you're living in reality, you just want the catch made. And he makes the catch, and he's a, he's a big body, and he's just solid. And 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 there aren't any defenders that are going to be able to hang with him. There just aren't. He he's just he's built better. He runs better. He catches better. That's what Ty James does. So- Solid's a really good way to put it, and, and I, I got to admit, the FCS is actually probably one of the hardest position for receivers, position groups to pick guys because yeah. they they all move up. I think that Ty James is, as you talked about, just consistent. He's not the most twitchy, explosive, freaky athlete. He's he's not. I'm going to just be blunt here, but for an FCS receiver, it's really good. Yeah. He gets the job done, which I love. And another guy who's really good gets the job done. Shocking for me being the Holy Cross hater that I am that I'm giving some run to Jalen Coker, uh, the whole across wide receiver, who I, I was really pleasantly surprised by him. I was I don't also. Think he, is, I, he was on my list, and then I was I was ready. He's not like a, another guy who's just not a stupid athlete, but he's big. He is strong. He had 912 yards last year and 11 touchdowns. He is a, a red zone threat. And uh, him coming back this upcoming season, I think that he is just going to continue to improve and get better. I, I don't know how old he is. I feel like it's always kind of tricky to know how old these guys are. But again, just really consistent. That's that's what I look for with the FCS guys. Like who is consistent on a week to week basis in a good offense? Yeah. No, he is. And I uh when I was deciding who I was gonna go with, I saw Coker and I saw that game winner uh that they had in the FCS playoffs, which is still insane uh to see Matthew Saluka just throw that thing up across the field and they they end up winning. Yeah. Uh, but no, he's he's good. I like him uh, when he's in between the seams uh, running vertically. I think he's good. He almost uh, approaches it after catch like a punt returner, which is uh, I always like that. Setting up his moves pretty early. Uh, my second FCS wide receiver, Ryan Flournoy from SEMO. You might recognize the name because last year uh, he was on the ESPN You Got Mossed segment where he just went up and mm. got it. Uh, and it was a spectacular catch. I actually prefer Flournoy, Flournoy uh, more when he's on the ground. He is uh, just his angles crafty, super crafty. The way that that he one gets to the to the routes to make the catch, and then afterwards, he's got a great presence of the angles that a defender is taking. Whereas some guys just are present of their angle. Say, okay, I know I can, I can. I'm not really predicting it, but if I go here. Maybe I'll beat him. No, he see he understands if he's getting beat by the angle, opts to either take the additional yardage or cut it back inside. And he, he's oh God, he's just fun to watch. He is just fun. He's a productive guy. And Simo, no one's going to say Simo is a really uh, 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 glamorous team to be talking about, but they have a very good player. The, they actually surprise deceptively have some dudes. Their quarterback's pretty good, whose name is escaping me. I, I don't think that's actually. 
I wouldn't knock them. I, I wouldn't knock Simo. I think that Simo deceptively has has a little bit of talent on that roster. I'm not trying to knock, but I, you know, it, when you talk FCS, people know South Dakota State, North Dakota State, and then like right. a school that was nearby them. Like, like that. That's just the reality of it. Uh, and then, but within yeah. within the sphere, Simo uh, sure holds a little bit of respect, but generally. Uh, if you are going to tap into some FCS football uh, this year, and if you are going to tap into SEMO game, take a look at Ryan Flournoy. I bet he's beating his defender. All right, Sean, that's going to have to wrap us up on final final random thought. ESPN took the thing down. Oh, they took it down. No, it was on shot. It was on pace for 500,000 impressions. I was like, this close. Uh, Joe, that's a bummer. Oh. Uh, maybe if I right. maybe if I had liked it, you would have gotten to it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think that I don't think that would have uh, would have done it. All right, enjoy the rest of your. What week a bunch of cowards! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.